Hello, and welcome to Wicked Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities, here with the amazing Ken and the professor, Lou Blassie. And you are finding us on Facebook Live, also on iTunes, Buzzsprout. We're in a whole bunch of places now, which We're is everywhere. very, very, very exciting. <laughs> um, Wiki Curious is a show about all things curious in the paranormal, from the metaphysical to the spiritual to the ghostly and the spooky and any other thing that we can conjure up here on the show. And this week, uh, we'll be getting you caught up on some of the fun side of the magical marketplace which we're basically just stepping out of the car from (laughs) and we also have a special guest this week where we'll be talking about ghosts in uh, Eureka Springs Arkansas which I'm really excited because we haven't uh, spoken to anybody with ghost stories in Arkansas not that I'm sure they don't have them we just haven't had a chance to find out what's going on down there and one of the first things I discovered and I can't wait to look into is the entire city is built on a network of tunnels. Oh, yeah. So I, there's a there's going to be a lot there. of intriguing questions to be asked of our guest in just a little while. So yeah. So uh, we'll be bringing him on in about 10 minutes and we'll talk about some haunted hotels and some spooky goings on a little bit south of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, maybe more than a little bit. Maybe maybe just a little bit more. Do ghosts have southern accents down there? We'll find out. We'll have to ask that yep. question. I, I'm sure our guest will have a southern accent, so maybe. Yep. But to him, he'll probably say they don't have an accent. <laughs> well, last came of ghosts up here of Boston accent. <laughs> there you go. Yep. There we go. My assumption would be if you had one in life, why not? Possibly you'd still have one in the afterlife. I, I would guess. I mean, you, I, my guess is you take all of your nuances and all of mm-hmm. your personality and. All you of know, your mannerisms you with you. English, you may still have an English accent. If you're British. Do you ever run Irish. into this? Well, this brings up questions then. <laughs> of course it does. Yes. When you're doing a reading and you're talking with somebody's ancestors, and for example, my Italian grandparents, my Italian grandmother spoke nothing but Italian. Do you hmm. ever run into this? Or, or do you always communicate with the spirits in English? I would have to say I always communicate with the spirits in English. But I will say I, when I get that drop-in information, I see stuff, and I often wonder if maybe that's I'm being shown things because that's the way that we would communicate. I think part of this is a receiver, right? Yes. I mean, it, you know, it, you, put, you put a coloring on it, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's like when— like looking through sunglasses, you know? Yeah, I, I would suppose when when I'm getting that information and I'll I'll tell someone this is what I'm seeing, that's what's being fed to me from spirit or that's how I'm making that connection. Yeah. I I don't know. I've never never really thought about that. Like do why hear, they chose to to show a picture rather than tell me. Oh, I was going to say You know what I mean? Do you actually hear speech in in your once communications? In a, once or? in a great while I do. Yeah. Um usually when I get the, the drop-in information, it's my own voice, but sometimes yeah. I do hear another voice. Again, kind of rarely, that's more like when we're in the cemetery doing spirit communication with Elizabeth. Yep. Um, but then sometimes I just see stuff. Right. And So it's it's funny, like, all the different ways that it comes to me, and I don't know if it's 
coming from the same source or if it's coming from a, a different way. This is the only way that I would get that information from Spirit is that they would have to show me versus tell me because we couldn't communicate. Well, you put some of your things on. I mean, we've talked about this before. Why would you see, you know, we would always talk about Franklin Pierce. Mm-hmm. Why do we always see Franklin Pierce as, as the founding father, um, you know, revolutionary colony type of guy? Mm-hmm. Why do we never see him as a seven-year-old? Why do we never see him? Because we put our... Our, the images we have, we put on top of this, right? Well, that, because that's how things. we relate. Right. So that would be how we would expect him to look that's how we, or expect how him we to sound. That would, yeah, yeah. Right. That, would be, that would be our touchstone with them. Mm-hmm. So we would, if we were in communication with the spirit, we would expect English. So, so yeah. maybe we, somehow yeah, even, we do that. Even if you were using the rods or a pendulum, you usually ask the questions in English and still get answers. I, yeah, yeah. I, I do ask the questions. That's I, true. I, I always ask the questions in English. Yeah. But I don't know if we've connected to a spirit that didn't speak English. No, I don't. That, we'll have don't to think know. about That's, that. Yeah. You know, being here in New England in the States, it's... I don't know if we've uh, experienced that. I'll have to definitely give that some thought. Mm-hmm. To look into this. Because I, I, I'm trying to think of some of the, the more strong experiences I've had with, like, grandparents or people that were immigrants that had come over. You know, I was going back a few generations... Mm-hmm. Trying to think what the, how those stories pan out, and it was from what I can think of, it's always been yeah. English. I mean, perfect example. I mean, have we connected to someone's Italian grandmother who only spoke Italian? I don't know if we have. If we have, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't mention it. You probably at, have, we'll have to but go I back think to our at that point, I think your receptors put things on it. It almost has to be that way, doesn't it? I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's more the energy rather than the language. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Intriguing. I'm gonna, we'll have to look more into this. Yeah, now, now, now I'm, no, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going, I'm going down the rabbit hole with that one now. Maybe language is a human thing. It's not a spiritual thing. And yeah, we don't even maybe, know yeah, the mode the, of communication. So maybe, yeah, maybe the language of spirit transcends all of that. Mm-hmm. I would go with that. Okay. I, I think. Right, fair enough. Because I mean, you can. You know, arguably, I mean, communicate with your pets, and there's no real language involved. Well, as it, often said, and I lost your tone her. And I lost her early. I was really young, but I never had any trouble understanding what my Italian grandmother was telling me. Yeah, but I didn't understand Italian, so it's just kind of was it just the way she she said yeah, it to you. Uh, yeah. Context, inference. I don't know. You just so you, you kind of you can pick up on that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you've ever had to deal with someone who couldn't speak the same language, you can still kind of get basic information across. Well, and I just think in that medium and that mode of communication, I don't know if language is important. It's, it, it comes in a it, different frequency. It may not be, exactly. Yeah. Well, I would have to say it's fascinating because I do remember it's been a, it's been a while that I communicated with someone whose ancestor... Um, I'm trying to think of the the right way to present this. That was, uh, you know, they had they were hearing impaired. Oh, another interesting twist. And I I remember asking them to use the cards to communicate with us when we were we were sitting mm-hmm. in session. And I said, you know, if you have anything that you want to share with us, use the cards. Because the cards are obviously very visual, and we can translate what the cards mean. And I think that was again that was with pictures though. Yeah. But we were but we were able to communicate that to them to somebody that would not have been able to hear mm-hmm. in real life. 
Yep. So, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it is sort of a, a language of spirit. If they're going to get through and they want to get through, then they'll find a way to get their information over to you. Well, the whole spirit concept is communication between consciousness, right? Yeah. But not on a physical level. Yeah, absolutely. Speech, speech language is physical. Right, and and that and that's where I get into the place of our higher selves yeah. being the communicators and then us listening to that higher self. Yeah. So that would be a valid point. Yeah, I would think it's it's beyond beyond physical language. Hmm. It would be more energetic or spiritual. Uh, depending, like something depending, else to think about. Depending on the terms you'd like to use, you know, energetic or spiritual. Because, I mean, you... Have any, especially like a perfect example is when you use the rods. Um, the rods will move often before you even, before anyone that's even speaks. True. That's very so true. So I think Ken. I think there's more energetic connection than anything, uh, spiritual, whatever word you want to use. That yeah, that is very true. Oftentimes, I'll I'll get the rods and I'll hold them in place, and just as people are are thinking, the rods are giving me a response because oftentimes in spirit communication. Just so people realize that it's not me that's doing it, I will have my guest think their question. Not even speak it. Not say it, not tell me anything about it. And then I'll just explain what the rods are doing and what sort of information I'm getting. And then I usually ask my guest if if it syncs up with their thoughts. And 99% of the time it does. Very rarely it doesn't. It's really something to see. They won't say anything. They'll be thinking their question. And sure enough, (laughs) did you get your answer? And they're like, yeah, it was right on. Or or it'll be still and they haven't even put the question together. And I'm like, okay, you know, nothing's happening. Like, oh, well, I haven't put my question together yet. And then when they do, that's when the immediate response comes. Yeah. So and that, I'm sure I'm sure that's a piece. I think there's so so many yeah. pieces to it, in in how it works. You know, I mean, even what, how, how how you want to look at it, even on the quantum level. I mean, everything's moving this and that. So I'm yeah. sure some there's there's more than just language. You know, Spiritual thought. communication is a whole different realm. It's a whole different. We, we have to you have to kind of drop your corporal framework, right? You you have to, you do you have to drop everything that you know about communication and language and and because you know when you you talk to someone and you say okay so this bird keeps showing up in your yard rather than saying you know your the spirit of your mother keeps showing up in in your yard it's it's a bird and that's the communication that the mother is sending the energy of the bird as a communicator rather than her showing up so you have to be open to all of these strange ways of communication and getting those messages across in a very non-traditional way but still, it's a way that's going to be very individual to the person that's getting the message, so that way they understand. Sure. And I think that's something that I'm constantly trying to explain to people, because people, they, they well, see this information coming to them, but they don't know what it means. Well, you were talking about uh, communicating with hearing impaired and pictures. Mm-hmm. I think each individual picture, if we want to use this analogy, sure. each individual person has their a limited palette of pictures. They can only pick out so many pictures. True. Which is why we see Franklin Pierce as a colonialist all the time, <laughs> as opposed to a seven-year-old, because that's the only image we have. Yeah. So that's and the mind. That's what the mind. That's the mind's job to pull oh, out course. familiar images and familiar concepts that we can wrap what we're seeing, mm-hmm. try to make sense of what we're seeing. No, and and, and I, I think as long as there is some form of wanting to connect, and as long as you're open to that then we're able to, to break through those barriers and, and understand what our language with spirit is 
and it's very individual. We yeah. all communicate on a very different basis. Um, the way you would communicate with Spirit would be different the way mm-hmm. than I do. Even though we're using the same tool, we could be using the rods, and, and we've had this happen as well. And the people are asking their questions, and I'm doing the information with the rods. And they're getting, they're actually hearing the answers from Spirit as well. And all I'm doing is standing there, and they're like, oh, well, I already heard that. And I'm like, oh. Okay, so they're already it's already yeah. happening. It's extra confirmation. Right. Too. Or, you know, we've been we've been standing at Elizabeth's grave and we've had, you know, a, a penny show up on the ground that wasn't there or a feather fall down or something happened while we were there that was prompting that language that I'm like, I don't know what that is and my guest is like, Oh, that's for me. Yeah, or there's something told me to look over here and look at this thing and right. sure enough it meant something. So it it, it, it I, I think part of what I try to do is hold space for that mm-hmm. and open up that door so that information can come through. And sometimes people are so in tune, they're like, oh, I know what that is even before I do. So it's uh, it's intriguing. And it ne- for me, it never gets dull. <laughs> it's because everybody is so different and so unique, and they bring, you know, bring somebody that I haven't talked to before, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Right. I think when people talk about spirit or energy vibrations, is there something to that? Oh, clearly. The, the vibrations, yeah, the energy. Clearly. You want to take a break and get your guests? <sighs> so, yeah. So, um, hello to everybody um, that's that's out there in uh, in, in Facebook chat. And if you um, if you have any questions for our guests, you can always pop those right in. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a break so we can bring our guest on. So don't go away. You're listening to Wicked Curious. For the best and curious entertainment, you have to check out New England Curiosities, located in the historic city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. New England Curiosities offers tales and tours of folklore, ghosts, and mysterious history with author and historian Roxy Zwicker, New Hampshire's longest-running and original ghost tour. Roxy has been entertaining the locals, visitors from away, and curious souls since 1994. New England Curiosities has been offering tours and special haunted events since 2002. Highly respected and thoroughly entertaining. You'll be talking about your experience for months to come. Discover why New England Curiosities is consistently on top of travel and tourism lists. Yankee Magazine calls the Shadows and Stones Graveyard Tour one of New England's top five cemetery tours. The Boston Globe says an experience with New England Curiosities is one of the three best alternatives to visiting Salem, Massachusetts. From scenic trolley rides to walking tours and speaking engagements, there's something for everyone. So join New England Curiosities and experience why they are consistently featured in the media, including television appearances on the History Channel and the Travel Channel. Check out the latest legendary tours and events from New England Curiosities at NewEnglandCuriosities.com and be sure to like New England Curiosities on Facebook. Welcome back to Wicked Curious Radio. I am Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities. And we are about to bring our special guest online with us. And we're going to take a little trip from New England down to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, with our guest, Con Hutzel. So, Con, are you on the line with us? I sure am. Hello, and welcome to Wicked Curious. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. 
Glad to have you on the show. And uh, Khan is a fellow ghosty, uh, tour guide, historian, and paranormal, should I say, enthusiast and photographer. And, and what else am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you hit all the good parts. <laughs> I got all the good stuff. <laughs> so, um, no, I. Uh... I, I, I do a whole bunch of different stuff, and uh, you did hit all the high points. <laughs> Good. Awesome. So uh, we actually, we took a, a, a little bit of a moment to do some homework on uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and immediately a million questions came up for you uh, right away. And um, I, I'm super excited to find out about the location and where you go. But I'd like to learn a little bit more about Yukon and how you came to the world of ghosts and spirits. Oh, wow. Um, it starts back in 1981. I had my very first ghost investigation in Cairo, Illinois, in a slaver's cabin. Oh, wow. Uh, that was my very first uh, walk into an investigation and uh, got hooked. <laughs> I've been doing it on and off ever since. What what hooked you? Well, it was uh, the mystery of being in this place. It was such a, um, a dark place. Mm -hmm. But I, I had realized that a lot of the people that had gone through had, had found hope, had uh, gotten themselves together, had, had gone on with life. And some of the things that we had we had experienced in that in that place itself was um, not not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought I would hear um, anguish and, and I'd feel pain, but instead I, I felt hope and um, a sense of renewed energy. So I really kind of got into that that part of it and was curious about what the next life was about, what the next step mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's I think all of us as ghost people want to know what's on the next step, what is, what is to go forward. And that, that's what really got me into it. I, I think I've, I find that to be such a true statement. And there aren't a lot of resources that people can go to answer that question. And I think that's why now more than ever people are seeking it out through other people's stories so that way they can see themselves reflected and, okay, so this is, this is what happened to this person in their spirit. So they'll, they'll have that sense of, of where they're going and how they can connect with spirit as well. So I, I think that's, that's the perfect way to, to be open to, to see what they have to say. Exactly. Um, I know that you're, you're, I've, I've listened to you and I know you're the same way. It's, it's a curiosity that you just can't get rid of. No matter how many times you see something, no matter how, how many times you experience something, you just have to keep going with it. You can't stop. No, and in no. I I think once like you said, Con, once you start making those connections and see all that's going on around us, that there's there's always more, and there's a, I think sometimes a responsibility to get that story out there and to explain it to people in in a way where they might be walking by these places all the time and have no idea of what's going on there, even what the history is. And I think that's where, and, and we talk about it on, on the show all the time, it's, I think sometimes I feel like a, a steward of a place, you know, in regards to, you need to know the full story of, of the history and the ghosts. And I think we're, we're that connection between these worlds and, and people that are curious. 
and a true statement was never spoken um, as, as historians because a lot of people don't realize that, well, as paranormal people, as ghosty type people, we are huge historians. Mm-hmm. We're thrilled about what we can learn about the past. It always brings us forward. And I, like I said, I've listened to you a couple of times, and it's funny because you get so enthused with the past, you kind of forget about the present at times. You know? oh, yeah. People will kind of laugh at you and get questions like, sorry, back in 1930 again. I'm back now. <laughs> you know. Um, and so it really is a good time taking care of these places and bringing that history forward. They're the, the best parts we ever had were the oral uh, stories that were told to us as kids. I still remember some of those stories. Yeah, I was, I, I was always trying to pull stories out of people for as long as I can remember, and they do stay with you, Kong. Oh, yeah, yo, I, I, I could tell that you're a geek, too, so um, <laughs> you're just like me. You walk up to a person, it's like, okay, tell me more. I, I want to hear more, and then you just stare at people until they start spewing forth facts, you know. And it's like, cool, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> so so I, I, I bother a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the older people in town, and I bother a lot of the historians in town, which is great because most of them are fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they love the fact that somebody's going to be carrying the tradition forward of storytelling. And uh, with Eureka Springs being as, as charged as it is paranormally, you know, this is something that can't that can't die, pun intended. I, I, oh, um, I love that it's pun intended. So, there, so we got we got a lot in common now. <laughs> oh, def- definitely i think it's it's uh it's a weird uh it's a weird uh group we have as far as paranormal people but it's a group i'm i'm proud to be a part of me you too know. dedicated um, group yeah very dedicated oh it's uh and it's nice because now we're finally being able to come out of the paranormal closet so to speak um not too long ago, if you told somebody that you were a ghost hunter, you were into the paranormal, they'd still kind of look at you a little weird. <laughs> oh, but uh, now it's you can walk down the street and people ask you what you're doing. You can flat out tell them, "I'm looking for ghosts. I'm looking for the afterlife. What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> definitely a change so for the it's, better. It's, it's a unique, it's a, it's a unique time we live in, and it's 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 awesome. I just I can't tell you how much I enjoy doing this. So, Con, tell us a, a little bit about Eureka Springs. I, I, I noticed that there was a lot of Victorian history there. There was a lot of rebuilding. Um, the architecture is, is just lovely, and I, I, have to, I have to ask your favorite story. So, so I'll open the door, as it were, and, and, and let us into what's going on down there. Cool. Oh, awesome. Um, Eureka Springs is... Um, the most unusual place I've ever lived. Uh, I grew up in a small farm town in Illinois, and we came down here. Um, the Crescent Hotel is classified as the most haunted hotel in the United States right now. Uh, beautiful, beautiful building. <clears throat> I think it was several years ago the uh, Ghost Hunter folks came here and did a, did a TV show here and uh, caught some very good apparitions. But the town itself was built on on water, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. This was a place that had healing springs. And at one time, we had gone from maybe 100 people in town to one healing spring to over 15,000 people in two years. Wow. Uh, it, was, it was a boomtown. Nothing has ever been seen like that before or since. It, it was craziness. At, at one time... In uh, the late 1800s, we had over 50 hotels and bathhouses bath houses for 15,000 people. 
um, the, the history of the town itself was is it shouldn't be here. We've had four great fires, and it's actually slid in on itself twice. Eureka Springs shouldn't exist, and yet here it is. That's incredible. The Crescent Hotel itself has been everything from a hotel to a college to the infamous uh, Dr. Baker's Cancer Hospital. I don't know if you know the story behind that, but what happened was is Dr. Can- or Dr. Baker wasn't a wasn't a, a doctor at all. Oh. What he did was is he had this this beautiful hotel that he turned into a, a hospital for the rich, and he made up fake cures and uh, would would inject these people with literal just garbage. Yikes! Oh, and these people would pardon. Oh my gosh! Were people dying because of that? Oh, uh, very much so. What he would do was, is you know, he wanted to uh, present this this aura and this presentation of being this wonderful man in this beautiful setting for all these rich people. Well, what would happen is, is the people would would die in pain. So to make sure that the other folks coming into the hotel and into the uh, uh, hospital didn't hear this pain, what he would do is he would take the people down into the morgue and let them die down there. Oh, Oh, wow. Many, many people have seen many things throughout history. Uh, We have uh, famous hotel rooms. Uh, Michael's Room, which is where one of the stonemasons, the Irish stonemasons that put together the the building, had fallen and died in what is now Room 218. Um, Theodora's Room, she was an old nurse back in the cancer hospital days. Today, she haunts the whole place. Wow. So it really is unique in that they do tours uh, daily at the at the Basin Park Hotel, and some people will tell you that, that that's their definitive spot, mm-hmm. that this is when they first learned that, yeah, for them, this is a positive that something else existed. Was he so ever... it, it really attracts people from all over the world. I've met people from just about every country here in Eureka Springs. It was... Uh, it's unique to see some of the different religions and some of the different attitudes towards the afterlife and the spirits. Mm-hmm. Now, Eureka Springs, um, this hotel that was so famous and so well built, it has been everything. So you're talking about thousands of visitors and thousands of people going through the Crescent that may may still be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the whole downtown, I, I know you've looked it up, but the whole downtown, the architecture is just beautiful it is i love this it. is a gorgeous place to even even just walk around and stare at the architecture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's uh it's one of those uh you only see in new england type of places but it's here in the middle of the ozarks in arkansas which is making it it makes it really really unique yeah now it, um it one of my favorite buildings in town pardon it definitely warrants exploration you you stand in in front of these buildings and you're going to want to know the story just by the the architecture and i i clearly i'm not there but the vibration that i'm sure is going on beneath that town with its history it's got to pull you right oh it's it's an amazing place um this is all built on uh crystals and water here in the ozarks <laughs> What's so you know how that does and, and oh, how much yeah. energy oh, yeah. that'll keep around you. Oh, yeah. So um, I can walk out into my backyard and I find spirit crystals all the time just walking my paths. I'm, pa- um, I'm, pa- I'm packing my, the, my luggage right now and coming down. going <laughs> 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 to be digging in your yeah, backyard. Come on down. Gone. You're more than welcome. I'll take you on some tours of some of these buildings. It's great. Oh, that'd be great. 
I'm, I'm totally. Oh, we could walk around all day and just kind of stare at things. It's one of the best people watching places in the world. I tell you <laughs> right, right now. So got a little everything. Um, but uh, the, the history of the place goes back, you know, just thousands of years. We we found that some of the pre-Columbian people were here, and we found out through some of the clay pottery and things. Um, one of my favorite buildings in town is the Basin Park Hotel. And uh, well, you all know about uh, Carrie Nation, right? The little suffragette woman who used to dress up as the Queen Victoria and had a hatchet and smash up all the bars. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I have. I, um, yeah, she's amazing. Her last <laughs> speech was right outside the door of the Basin Park Hotel. Um, the last thing she said was, "Is I've done what I could and passed out and went into a coma. Her house that she had lived in up here is called Hatchet Hall, and it stands today. And it's the first house for uh, abused and battered women and children in, in the entire United States. That's great. So all that energy and all those people are still in town. Um, it's an amazing thing. John Chisholm, the, the great cowboy who drove more cattle from Paris, Texas, up to the Chicago shipyards and stockyards, um, he died in the Basin Park Hotel. Oh, wow. So we have an amazing history that people don't know about. Um, Frank and Jesse James used to come down here and visit their mother, who stayed here for a very long time. We had people who were kidnapped by Bonnie and Clyde that were through town. Um, Al Capone's sister stayed here for a month as a vacation at one time. It just goes on and on and on. Wow. It, it's just a wild little town. <laughs> it, it's it's a hub for everybody that, yeah. you, that you've heard of. I mean, we're looking at some of the photos and postcards of it right now, and it's it's an amazing building. Oh, it's, uh, see, um, up on the upper floor is one of my favorite places. Uh, whereas the Crescent Hotel was uh, kind of a place where nefarious things happened and a place where there was some dark energy, the Basin Park Hotel is the exact opposite. That was the party hotel. That's where everybody <laughs> came to have a good time. So the ghosts and spirits we have in the Basin are actually the ones that will tease you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that'll that'll just make fun of you and and just just to tease you. Um, one of my favorite stories is when I was uh, first got on as a tour guide there. People kept warning me, "Well, you're going to get you know teased. You're a new person." I thought, "Yeah, right, whatever." So I get on there and I, I go to the the lobby floor and I press the elevator button. Sure enough, the elevator comes down, would not open the door for me. Uh oh. Went back up to the second floor and wouldn't come back down. I actually had to walk up to the first floor and the second floor to get on the elevator to go up to the sixth floor. <laughs> now this happens to me a good two to three times a month. I will sit there, press the button, it'll make it all the way down to the floor and won't let me on. And I'm the only one that does it to. <laughs> I was gonna say, they know it's you. They know you're coming. <laughs> they do, I, it, it's fun. And up on the sixth floor, they used to have, a, well they still do to this year, it's called the Barefoot Ball. And it's where everybody gets together, takes off their shoes, and just has a party. Nice. Well, this has been going on since the since the uh, mid-50s. There's so many people that have gone through that place. I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that uh, when I pass on, you might just see me walking around there and having a good time after <laughs> after life, too, you know? Uh, Not a bad place Might be, to a be kind of a good place to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it's a lot of fun. Wow. Oh, we've we have just such a good time, and and uh, um, you know, I've like I said, I've been doing paranormal research for such a long time now that it's just it's a dream come true. 
It really is. You, you, you walk around and, and you get to investigate an entire town that is haunted. Um, it, the, the paranormal activity in this town is insane. It's the only town in the United States where the entire town is on the historic registry. Really? So it's, it, it, it's just one big historic district? It is just, yeah, it, it truly is. It, it's great. a giant historic district, and it's kept that way. Um, well, you you, lo- you live up in New England, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, the oh. history and the historic things oh, that, yeah. that you try to preserve. Oh, absolutely. Our The town we do tours in Portsmouth is from 1623. And, uh, oh, God, Port- yeah. Portsmouth has the, the oldest cemetery in the state of New Hampshire, which is about 1650, and our oldest house um, in the state is in Portsmouth, which is also around 1650. So we're, we're surrounded by museum-quality homes at every corner, Cobblestone Street. So it's it, it, it too, is very similar to ev- everything's historic, except for the North End that's being rebuilt right now. But the rest of the city, yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> and But it is such a, a timeless, and we, we talk about it all the time on the show, you can you can lose yourself if it wasn't for the occasional car that went by. You wouldn't know what time frame you're in sometimes. The barefoot exactly. Um, so many times when we've had people from New England come down here to visit, the first thing that they say is, "My God, this reminds me of home." Mm. Um, wow. I love. We that. have been compared to um, Central and Northern New Hampshire and Vermont so many times. I just I recognize that I've, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel up to New England a couple of times, and when I go into Vermont or New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, especially around Northern Lake Winnipesaukee, when you're mm-hmm. coming down through here, it just hits you. It's it's like it's transported, and then you start looking at the buildings here, and you know that the influence was definitely a New England influence when it came down through here. It, it just feels New Englandy. Did you have you know, any? any and yes, famous... I decided to make that word up. It is New England. I like New Englandy. I'm a subscriber. I'm going to hit subscribe on that. Um, <laughs> did you? Did you have any famous New Englanders come down through their con? Um, well, of course, we had uh, um, anybody that came up from Chicago came down through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you were talking about anybody that was anybody from New York. Uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, or Maine, and they were heading down south to Texas or or uh, Mexico, you had to go through Eureka Springs at that time. Okay. So as far as specific New Englanders, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, most of the people we have that came through here um, came through on, on a whim and, and a wish, mm-hmm. you know. It was uh, so bizarre that I finally found out, this This was just last week, I found out that Bonnie and Clyde had actually came through here and kidnapped somebody in Eureka Springs. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm picking up little bits and pieces of information, and I've lived here for six years. And oh. I'm still finding out about this place, which makes it all the more fascinating to me. I think that's um, one of the things we we totally appreciate too is we've been doing the tours. Next year will be twenty years, and we've talked to so many people, and I go to so many lectures and spend so much time at the library. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I've learned all you know all I need to know. And then some true. something else <laughs> happens, and I'm like, and and this, I mean, honestly, we're in the throes of of one of those stories right now, or one of the locations we've been telling stories about for years, and then somebody pops up, and they're like, oh, well, I have this piece to the story, and I'm like, you've, after everybody I've talked about, how did I not know that? Yeah, the plot thickens. And, and then I'm, I'm on it all over again, and I'm all excited about it again. So I, I think, Con, that is 
so awesome that you are experiencing these places firsthand with some stories and then finding more out. And oh, I love those layers. I call them layers. It's on exciting, our isn't it? It's super exciting. Oh, it, it, and it, it's to use the old adage, it's like peeling the onion back, just mm-hmm. layer after layer. Ah, yes. um, what fascinates me about your tour, because I've been, I've read up on you and, and, and I've, I've looked at some of the things that you've had. And of course, I've listened to you and watched your, your podcast. But it fascinates me that someplace that has been around for four and five hundred years, there's still so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, walking down the street, you look down at where you're putting your foot, mm-hmm. and you wonder who has stepped there before you. Mm-hmm. It could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. It could have been one of the founding fathers. It could have been a notorious gangster. You never know. Mm-hmm. And, and so doing that research and attacking into that research is you know, I just really envy um, some of y'all up there in, in New England for the ability to go through some of that history well, and and to keep peeling back those layers and keep peeling it back. Here in the Ozarks, my God, you know, um, it could be anything from the Beverly Hillbillies to gangsters from Chicago. <laughs> you never know down here. It's a great combination. Do you remember the old Beverly Hillbillies TV show? Oh, oh I, absolutely. I Grew up with that. <clears throat> well, that was written about Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, isn't, that, isn't that neat? It's just one of those strange hillbilly things, and you're sitting there going, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, do you guys have a statue down there for them, like we have a statue for Elizabeth Montgomery at the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we. Yeah, the John uh, Clement well, statue Donna Dixon, down there. Who was uh, um, Ellie May? Don Dixon, who played Ellie May, actually lived down here for a while. Oh, of course. Which was unique. But uh, if you read about the guy who wrote Beverly Hillbillies, what happened was is he spent a summer vacation when he was a kid south of Branson, Missouri, in a little town in Arkansas. Well, that's Eureka Springs. <laughs> Wow. So uh, I, I continue to think this place is probably bug tussle in the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. That's awesome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, I'm fortunate in that there's so many, uh, so many things going on here that I, I'm, I'm going to be starting my own, uh, my own walking tour so that I can get people to come on down and learn more and more and be a little bit more enthused like I am. I know I kind of get out of hand with my enthusiasm at times, but uh, that's all right. It's just me. It's so a good thing. Don't, don't check yourself. It's, you it's just you thing. let that enthusiasm go, and when people leave your walking tours, they're going to have that enthusiasm and want to come back for more. Again, you are you are going to be so the ambassador for where you are. I wouldn't dial it back at all. Well, cool. Thank you. I, uh, I You know... It's well, like I said, when you're into this type of, of thing, when you're into the paranormal, it's hard not to be excited about some of the things you hear about. It's it's difficult not to look down at your feet and, and know that where you have stood, John Chisholm, the great cowboy, had stood. Mm-hmm. Where you're standing on the place where Terry Nation gave, gave her last speech. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard not to be enthusiastic about things like that. And with y'all being up there, the, the amazing people that have walked and, and trod those streets is just mind-blowing. It's just mind-boggling what y'all have up there. We, we talk so, uh, a lot about I'm glad that I have this part. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. Us, us too. And we find that we talk a lot about um, George Washington and Portsmouth and one of the, the lodges that he attended a Masonic meeting at is still standing and it's... 
it's quite haunted. It's from the 1700s. Uh, they changed some street names for Washington. We, you know, Paul Revere came to Portsmouth. Oh, so wow. these are all when when I, I look at a location and I go back to when I was in school and learning the history of our early nation, you know, from the colonies right up through Victorian era. It, it amazes me that you can still go to these places and find where these people were that, that shaped the country. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate your, your appreciation of our history as well. And it looks like uh, Lou found a picture of Hatchet Hall there. Yeah. Lou, Lou's, yeah. Lou's sleuthing out some pictures for us today. And I always like to see the places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hatchet Hall, um, I'm, I'm going to be contacting people up there and seeing if I can't do an investigation up there. I was fortunate enough that the library, which is um, one of the last Carnegie libraries to be built in the United States, um, I actually got permission to do uh, an investigation there, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. I am so excited about that, and uh, I I just can't wait for that. Um, that, That's got me on edge, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can go through there and, and have some good times. And, of course... You know, I, I've done the, the Crescent, which is on a lot of people's bucket lists, so I'm fortunate to do that. And uh, the Basin Park is just such a good time. And we were up there, what was it, three weeks ago I was standing up there waiting to do my tour, and this young couple came up, and I was standing in the Barefoot Ballroom. And this girl, she's very tentative, and it was a younger couple. They had just gotten married, and she kind of tentatively sticks her head around the corner. I said, could I help you with something, hon? And she said, well, I'm looking for the piano. I said, what piano? And she goes, well, we have the hotel room right below here. And there was a piano kept us up almost all night. And I looked at her and I said, hon, there hasn't been a, been a piano here since 1955. Oh, her eyes wow. got as big around as saucers. It was such funny. <laughs> I love those moments. Uh, they, and they were hearing the piano all night. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they were hearing the piano all night from the barefoot ball and people having a good time up there. <laughs> wow. But, uh. I love it because, hey, if they're having a good time 50, 60 years after they passed on, that's, that's fine with me. <laughs> More power <to> that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine with me. What, you know. what do you have for but, uh, <laughs> Con, what do you have for our haunted eateries down there? We, we have to get in an eatery, a restaurant, or, or, or a, oh. good, a, good, a good old watering hole down there that's, that's got some good stories. Oh, I tell you what, there's a couple of them down here. We've got one that's called Mud Street. Mud Street? And it's actually what you, it's Mud Street, and it was, uh, uh, it, it, there's a good term, there's a good reason for it. It was on the main street and it used to flood down through there. Well, what it also happened was, is part of Eureka Springs flooded in on itself and kind of caved in on itself. Mm. Well, instead of, you know, excavating everything back out, what they did was they built walls, kind of shorted up, and left it the way it was. Oh. So Mud Street Cafe is actually underground, but it used to be street level. <laughs> so, wow. so that's kind of unusual when you walk down there and you're looking around, you're looking at windows that are nothing but rock, because that's where the street level used to be. That's great. That's a really cool place to go. That's great. Now, the Crescent Hotel has um, two restaurants in it, and one of them is really neat because it's a pizza place, but it used to be the veranda that the doctor would stick all the cancer patients out on, thinking they needed, you know, it was one of the props where, oh, yeah, come on in and see how we treat our cancer patients and how wonderful it is looking over the the Ozarks and how pretty it is and and your loved ones are being taken care of. Well, as soon as those people left and the family left, he just shuffled them back down into the the morgue to die. (laughs) 
So the pizza place is actually up on the veranda where you used to put all the sick people. It's kind of like show them off before they died. Oh, my God. Did anything ever happen to him, Con? Was he ever held responsible, or did he take his stories to his grave? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is like so many of the notorious people, he got, he got caught because of a mail scam. What? He didn't get arrested, and he didn't get caught, and he didn't get thrown into prison for the cancer hospital scam, but he had a poster that said some untruths on it. It went through the uh, post office, and they got him on that one. No way. Oh, my wow. God. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's irony at work. Oh, yeah. So he made millions of dollars and spent, I think it was, four years in prison for a mail scam, and that was it. And then he retired, went about his business, and actually lived um, up into the mid-50s. Jeez. Oh, my God. So he yeah. got away with it. Wow. Oh yeah, he got away with murdering all these poor people, setting them down into the morgue. Um, and, and the Crescent itself has um, one of the nurses that walks around. Uh, she's still there. Um, and uh, it's Theodora's room, and it's number 419 at the Crescent. And she's a nurse that was in the cancer hospital. And today you can see her walking around. I think she's got a little bit of guilt to her, to tell you the truth. I'd say. Yeah, I bet she does. Now, does anyone know where but, all these uh, patients are buried? Pardon? Does anyone know where all these patients are buried? Um, well, what they did was is he used to shoot them out the back door, stick them on a, a, a train, and send them back to their family. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was a real sweetheart of a guy, I'm telling you right now. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, in the afterlife, I'm sure he's not getting treated very well, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh, Eureka Springs was the end of the line for one of the uh, big railroads. It went back up to Floyd, Missouri, and then through Kansas City, and then spread out from there. And what happened was is they used to ship out water because of the healing springs of Eureka Springs. They used to ship out water in these big tanker trucks and these big tankers for the, for the trains. Well, he'd kind of slip them into some of these uh, cargo carriers and slip them out that way and would try to be as quiet as possible about it. He was not a very nice guy. Wow. Um, Now, there are reports that there are people buried throughout Eureka Springs, but, you know, those are one of those myth-type things and old story-type things where you're really not sure, but you really don't want to discount them because of all the things that really did happen here. You know, uh, a lot of the people that came through here – you know, you, you hear about the, the tenacity of the New Englanders and things like that. And we, we have the same type of people down here that are just full of pee and vinegar. You know, it didn't, <laughs> nothing stopped them. You know, nothing stopped them at all. So, you know, some of the stories are, you, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the legends was is that the hills were so steep around here, there was a guy that was looking up his chimney and saw his neighbor mowing the lawn, you know. <laughs> um, so... Uh, <laughs> you get that kind of stories going on here, and it's just it's just a good time. Um, like I said, we're fortunate in that uh, you know the, the Crescent Hotel has some has some you know bad energy to it and some darkness to it, but the rest of the town is nothing but fun. And and, um, and you you were telling us during the break that the town is how big? Oh, it's uh, it's tiny geographically. It's only a couple of miles square. That's crazy. It, it looks so much bigger in in postcards and in pictures. I thought it was huge. And then you mentioned that, and I'm like, oh, my God. So it's like this, this yeah. I mean, literally little epicenter. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's a tiny little town, 
Um, when you look at it and you see the buildings and, and things like that, you don't realize just how small this is. Uh, people will build anywhere around here, the size of cliffs, mountains, or anything. <laughs> so when you're looking at it, you look up at these looming structures, and you realize that, you know, it's, it's just not that big of a place. Mm -hmm. Now, there's only 2,000 of us that live in town, and we'll have three-quarters of a million to a million people come through town, which is, which is craziness. Um, we have parades all the time, uh, which is also a lot of fun. It's just a good time that way, too. Mm -hmm. But we've had millions of people walk through this town, and it's always been a, a place of, of, of fun. It's always been a place of uh, where you could come to to relax, to recoup, to have a good time. And you got to wonder, out of all those millions of people who've come by, well, why why shouldn't we have that many spirits? Why shouldn't we have this much paranormal activity? You know, um, hell, I, I I might just kind of retire her after life and stay <laughs> here too. You know, well, so much has gone on oh. there. It's it's incredible. Oh, um, we're mentioned more times in Ripley's Believe It or Not than any other town in the United States. Oh my God! But for all the, the characters and the history and, and strangeness down there, I love that. I used to I used to love to read that. I had the little paperback Ripley's Believe It or Not books growing up, and I thought they were amazing. That was that was one of the things that I connected with. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to research these stories? And now I got the one the one place to go where so many of them happened. Oh yeah, this is uh, everything from Pivot Rock to. Natural Bridge to, uh, well, the Basin Park Hotel has seven ground floors on seven different levels <laughs> due to the catwalks that are going back out onto the hills. Wow. That is cool. So it really is kind of a, a neat spiritual place at times and just really a funny place at other times. Uh, we just kind of make up our own fun. There's got to be a parade almost every weekend. You never know. <laughs> if, if, if there's some kind of fun thing going on, there's a parade for it here in Eureka Springs. I'm telling you that right now. I, I think I think uh, th those people putting on those parades must have cousins in Portsmouth because we've got a parade every other weekend up there for, for some cause or some event or some group. So we like our parades, too. It's funny. Some some similarities oh, it, there. Oh, it, it sounds like, well, like I said, um, you know, every time you talk to somebody up in New England and they come down here, the very first thing out of their mouth is, it reminds me of home. That's great. Um, not only the architecture, the, the geography of the hills, um, the, the denseness of it, it's just so many times people have said even the attitude of the people is so similar to that of, of being in New England. Mm -hmm. It's just striking. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe the ley lines don't touch each other right there and we don't have some <laughs> communication going on with y'all up there in uh, in New England at places. Well, it's, um, it's, it totally sounds like it's a it. a good possibility. Yeah, I bet there's some cosmic connection. Well, I'm hoping so because uh, I want to come up there and visit. <laughs> yes, we would love to, oh, love would love to, have, to have you have come up and visit and um and you're you're so you've got a bunch of tours starting in May and Con, how do people find you and all that you have going on? And what's the tour called again? Uh, the 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 tour is called Death and Debauchery Tour. I love it. I, um, <laughs> I can't wait. Love it. Yeah, you can get me now. I've just started up that that website I've gotten, and you know how much work it is putting together a tour and making sure that you get everything right and mm -hmm. everything correct. You don't want to be called out on anything. You want to be as precise as possible. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm getting that one together, but it's deathanddebauchery.com. 
You actually were able and to get that website. I love it. I know it isn't that neat. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you, Con. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, one of my friends just giggled whenever I told him I was going to do it. And <laughs> of course, my wife just kind of looks at me and shakes her head and smiles. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm so glad that I got that. But yeah, you can get that. Uh, you can get me through deathanddebauchery.com. Um, it's, it's like I said, it's a work in progress. As yours, as you know, it's always a work in progress. Oh, it never stops. You know? It's never done. Uh, as soon as you get new information, it's like, oh, God, I'm going to put that up. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm putting that up, you know. And, and you find new pictures or people send you things, and it's, it's a lot of fun that way. Mm-hmm. But, oh, definitely get me through that website. Um, you can find me on, uh, on Facebook through that, too. And uh, it's just going to be a good time. If anybody wants to come to Eureka Springs, get a hold of me. I'll, I'll, it's like I said, I give good tour. I, I, so, can, I uh, can tell. Sure. I can hear, your, your enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. Well, good. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, it, once again, you, you can't help but be enthused. Mm-hmm. It's just such a neat place, such a neat thing to do. I'm living my dream. Uh, I'm getting to do paranormal ex- explorations. I'm getting to talk with people like yourselves that are in this club that we have that uh, is, you know, we really don't have any bylaws, but we all know each other for some reason. We all have that connection. And it is just so much fun when people come down and grab a hold of you and say, you know, tell me a story. Tell me about mm-hmm. this. You just can't help but get enthused about it. You know, we're talking about history. We're talking about the making of a of, of our society. We're talking about the making of of memories. Mm, absolutely. And to me, that's just nothing better than that. There's just nothing better than that. Well, you so, you are right a there. a good keeper and teller of those tales, Con. And we're so glad we had a chance to chat with you today through the the oh. first blip in history that I've ever sat through here at the station. <laughs> and I've been coming to the station for almost ten years, probably even more. Oh. And um, that's the first oh. time that's happened. So you you have that distinction now with me, Con. And I'm definitely not going to forget the show. And there's nothing going on. Well, not like there's a blizzard. I, I am your blip. It's, 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 that's that's all there is to it. I I'm now the blip. So. It's a great sunny day here. Who knew? It's a, it's a gorgeous day out. There's no reason for that other than something spooky paranormal, I think. So we're just going to shock it up to that. I think she reached I, through the, I think she reached, <laughs> the, yeah. the phone line. Either that or somebody ether. hit a pole out front. Oh, that's <laughs> we'll find that out momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as, as one, of my, one of my stories. Is, is, oh, yeah, and we, we blew apart these people radio station. It was just <laughs> terrible. So... It must have been some of the ornery spirits getting through there and just yanking a cord or two is what happened. I don't think so. <laughs> it was that doctor. That's who it was. It was. That scary doctor I'm going to have nightmares from. Yeah, it's not so a nice scary. guy. Yeah, oh, do some research on him. He was just oh. such a lovely individual. I'm telling you that right now. We got some homework. Most definitely. Con, we will oh, be no. we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for being on Wicked oh. Curious today. Happy travels, happy trails, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Oh, I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much for having me. And I tell you what, get a hold of me anytime, whether we're on the radio or not. I just love talking to people. Mm-hmm. So, hey, get a hold of me. We'll have a good conversation. You got it, Con. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. You do now. Bye-bye. Bye.
That was good. That was, that was fun. Great. Yeah, despite. That was <laughs> good. <laughs> despite. <laughs> a little blip in the road, but other than that. That's all right. It's, like, it's quality I want to go show. see a town in Arkansas now. Who oh. knew? Yeah. Eureka Springs. Who yeah. knew? That's built on, on tunnels and brothels and mud and... It was a Magical pass, mineral springs. It passed through to the west, so so many prominent people have gone through there. Wow. I love Just it. Just wow. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Sounds a lot like Portsmouth, actually. Yeah. It, there were a lot of similarities <laughs> Tunnels, that I was surprised brothels, to hear. interesting characters. It's, yeah. Lots of good folklore. We're so drawn to these places. We always find them. We, we are. We are. So, some, something connects us in the ether to all yes. of that. So um, we just got back. Pretty much momentarily um, ago from the Magical Marketplace. Mm-hmm. We were out in Nashua this past weekend for the three-day event. And it is, um, I don't, how would you just, I mean, particularly Saturday, Ken, like it was, I don't want to say a blur. I don't know what it was. It was, a well, it was a great weekend, first of all. It was, no, it was a fabulous weekend. But it went by like, it felt like minutes. It was just we were just so straight out going. Yep. We were showing we showed the movie Saturday and we showed it Sunday, so we were just straight out and um, it flew by. The, the whole event felt like one big receiving line. <laughs> I, I, I'll bet. I just I walked from from one room to the other and I was like, "Hey, how are you? This is what's going on." People were buying tour tickets at the event. That's never <laughs> wow. ever happened. Really? Well, she couldn't walk six feet through the uh, six feet through the venue without somebody. Yo, Roxy. Oh my! And nice. yeah, I was just. It was, it, was, a, it was a good thing, actually. See, it's all paying off. <laughs> no, she's gonna need a bodyguard next. I, well, I had, I had, I had my own photographer on Saturday. Oh yeah, so she had her I, own paparazzi. I have, I have my own paparazzi that was following me around Saturday because they're doing a documentary on New England curiosities. Oh really? So they were. Yeah, it's another, another thing we got going. Another on. reality <laughs> show. An, yeah. Another announcement. Coming another announcement up, yeah. coming about that. Yep. So um, we, we just made it now. <laughs> there it is. We'll get more into that later. But it was, um, it was funny. A woman came right up to the table and and she said. I've been trying to get trolley tour tickets, she's, and every time I go online, she says they're sold out. She's like, whatever you have for the next trolley, she's like, I will buy three tickets for it right now. And I'm like, oh, well, I've got some on May 10th that I just added. And she's like, I'll take them. And I'm like, okay. So took her credit card, rang her out, and she's like, I don't even know what time that was. I forgot what, what the day? date was. Yeah. She, she's like, but just I'm wanted in. Tickets, yeah. I just wanted the tickets. That was crazy. She's like, we'll make it happen. I'm, I'm like, we'll, we'll make it happen. So um, we sold almost all of our books, which was really awesome. We talked to some folks who were into cemetery history and preservation in Central Mass, talking about how cemeteries are starting to unearth themselves and efforts being put forth to come together and figure out what needs to be done. So that might be something that we're going to talk about on a future show i'd really love to have her on as well she's she's very well spoken in regards to what needs to be done as far as green burials with people and and how you can't be buried in some locations and she's got some really great preservation yeah oh lots of lots of preservation work being done so we got to connect with um of course our our own community whether it be ghosties or or metaphysical, or, or, magical, or magical, yeah. And then, of course, so many other connections were made. Um, the film's going to be going to New York. We're invited to take the film to two festivals nice. in New yep. York this summer. To so, be announced, um, yeah, to be to be announced. So, right up, basically on the the edge of the Great Lakes, we'll be going up. Oh, yeah, upstate as, New York. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. as far as we can go. So we're far s- west as we can go in New York. Yeah. So we have a couple of new adventures. It's appropriate because all of upstate New York is basically a ghost town. 
<laughs> See, it's you know, calling. It's calling us. Yep. So we'll have to we'll have to explore that. So there was just a, a lot of wonderful things that happened this weekend. Connections and yeah, yeah, a lot of connections. A little sleep. Yep. Uh, Very little. A lot of margaritas. Good combination. Yeah. It was a, it was a great combination. There were drinks involved. It was very there good were, this year. Yes, there were there were drinks involved. We had we had two tables to manage this year, so we had our our table and curiosities and and Chad and the crew had the other table for the film and uh, just hearing the feedback from people who had seen the Woodland Alchemy and how it affected them and no sto- two stories were the same. It was oh, very yeah. well I very well received. Yeah. It was very well received. We sold um, most of our DVDs. We just had a handful to take home and uh, that's another thing that's very dependent on the receiver too. As, as we started out the program yes. talking about things being dependent on the receiver, Woodland Alchemy is. And that was yeah. a big topic of conversation all weekend, how it was very individual to everybody. Yeah. And I, I think it was, it was something that we were excited and we knew would be received well, but I think we're still surprised by the response. For, and sure. I, I, I'm still humbled by the experiences that people have. There, we were talking to one very soft-spoken gentleman who came up to the table and he says, well, you know, I, I live in the city, and you know this film's a good thing. I don't get out to the woods, so do more of this. He said. Yeah. And, and he 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 was he was just so 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 tender and so yeah. quiet mm-hmm. and so soft spoken. And then he was gone. He just he <laughs> wanted to say that, and people would come by, and they're like, "I've got to buy something to support you on your journey. Like, let me just mm-hmm. let me get a pin. Let me get something. Yeah. And and people want it, and it's just it's so amazing. It again, it's still still humbling for me. Yeah, it's really touched a nerve. It's. it's so, there was a lot of please more of this. Yes, a lot mm. of please more of this. So um, that's good because more is coming. Yeah, <laughs> more, more <laughs> is coming. More of everything is coming. Yeah. The trolley is coming this yeah, weekend. The this trolley weekend. rolls out. So um, oh really? You, yeah, it's yep, it's coming out of mothballs this weekend. So Excellent. we have two sold out tours on Saturday. So I can put my snow shovel away. Is what you're telling me? Oh, we we keep our we're we're true <laughs> New Englanders. We keep our snow brush in the car twelve months out of the year. <laughs> That's right. So we never we never put it away. But if you want to find out more <coughs> about tours and events, um, NewEnglandCuriosities.com. We have a bunch of events coming up over the next week. We've got some uh, classes on the schedule for Deadwick, so make sure that you check out the events. Be sure to like us on Facebook. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please feel free to hit the subscribe or on Buzzsprout. I don't know. Do you have our new – is our new promo still queued up, or are we – Oh, yeah. You want to do the promo? So, um, so we're, we're going to give you a little promo. We'll be back with uh, a couple closing remarks, and uh, – yeah, you're listening to Wicked Curious, so check out our new promo here that we, we magically put together. Greetings to you, traveler. My name is Roxy Swicker, and you may have heard of me being referred to as Maine's Mystery Maven or even New England's Scary Godmother. Creativity and curiosity are in my blood, always has been and is a way of life, and I really want to share my creative projects with you. Just under 20 years ago, I began New England Curiosities, a tour and event company based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it's given me the opportunity to connect with so many people. And for the past 15 years, I've been serving the seacoast of New Hampshire as a metaphysical instructor and reader. Two of the things on my path that I've committed to are helping to empower spiritual seekers and to share stories from and with curious folks. I know that community is powerful and we can create so much together. One of my projects is Wicked Curious Radio, a radio show that asks, you are wicked curious, aren't you? And also The Woodland Alchemy, which is a film that brings its viewers to a place of imagination, the unknown, and the mysterious. 
If you would like to help keep these projects afloat and keep us moving forward, you can check us out on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, you can find all of the magical things that we are doing. You can check out all the different levels of subscription and join us on our journey. So again, it's patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, R-O-X-I-E-Z-W-I-C-K-E-R. And we thank you so much for joining our curious journey. Next week on the show, we'll be celebrating the one-year anniversary of Wicked Curious. Already. So I can't believe it's been a year. We'll have some special things on tap for you next week. And the week after that, we're bringing Matt back from the Greater Adirondack Ghost and Tour Company. He wants to chat with us with some more fabulous ghost stories Mm -hmm. from the lake beyond. So we have some exciting things planned. Make sure you subscribe. Give us some feedback. I'm Roxy Zwicker from Nolene Curiosities, inviting you to always stay Wicked Curious. Yes.